So, Mike, the people want to know, man, what does stash it even mean? <laughs> man, stash it. Stash it or pass it. That's a lifestyle right there. Stashing that, those things in life you want to hold on to, you want to nurture, you want to grow them, share them with the people you love. You stash that, baby. And that stuff that whew, makes you lose your cool, makes you get a little, ugh, might not be for you. You go ahead and pass that right in the trash can. Or it might be for somebody else, just not for you. Just leave it alone, pass it on, and it's gone. And welcome to the Stash It or Pass It podcast, where if you've been to our landing page that you've seen, this is going to be your weekly report for crypto, cannabis, and culture. Crypto being our weather report, because crypto is 24-7, 365, where you're going to get your weekly updates from our weatherman, from everything in education, what's going on in the uh, crypto universe, and uh, our stash it or pass it picks for the week. And uh, in our cannabis report, that is going to be our traffic report. You'll meet these guys later on in the show, but we're going to be giving you weekly updates from everything from legislation to uh, market and industry updates and financial analysis. And then you'll have your culture report where you'll be hearing from yours truly and my man, Stash Adams. We got a couple college teammates, best friends, NFL journeyman, a second round draft pick, college football coach, <laughs> a salesman, a yoga teacher, a couple entrepreneurs, two guys who've been had some high times, high experiences, and some real high perspective. Come on, check us out. Mike Adams, Jeff Shugarts. That's right. We're a semi-live weekly podcast, recording on Thursdays, dropping on Fridays. Crypto is our weather report. Cannabis is our traffic report. Now, Mike, the people are asking, and we got to know, what can we expect from the culture report? Yeah, right now I'm smoking a fat one of uh, some garlic cream sickle. Some garlic cream sickle. Don't give that to yeah. a vampire. Man, I guess in the culture report, you can expect uh, shoot, everything from health, wealth, sports, um, Pretty much anything you see, current events out there that gets get your ears buzzing and your brain moving, uh, we're going to cover it. We got a bunch of really great guests coming on to talk about everything from uh, some new TV shows that they're on, some clothing brands, some people who are in different levels of the weed game um, at a legal level. Uh, so it'll be it'll be a pretty fun thing, and it's an ever evolving thing. And we've established some pretty great relationships, so we've got some pretty awesome people for you. Well, you got that right. I mean, we've definitely uh, taken, you know, a different path and uh, lived a very unique life, uh, had some very, uh, some very profound experiences, some fun experiences. But, uh, you know, I know you said health and wealth. So let's uh, let me hear a little bit more about that. Where are you at now? What are you currently doing? You know, I know you uh, you're very big in wellness and, uh, you know, you have a great story to 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 uh, to talk about it. Yeah, man, I'm down here, St. Petersburg, Florida, Tampa Bay, Champa Bay, Tom Brady, Tampa Bay, whatever you want to call it. Uh, we're down here just hanging out, enjoying the sunshine. Uh, yeah, down here teaching yoga at a couple places, the Body Electric Yoga Company and in St. Petersburg and in Tampa at uh, Camp Tampa. So just out here trying to spread a little light, trying to get better each day and just uh, keep on moving. Hey, I love to hear it. You know, I was down there. Got to uh, go visit Mike not too long ago, and uh, we had a great time, and it's beautiful. The uh, 
the community is a part of. And just, you know, when we talk about more of this stuff, the, uh, the life that he's leading and building for himself and the community that he's building for himself as well. So, uh, you know, really looking forward to that. And there was one more thing. Uh, I know you had mentioned something about a TV show uh, of a friend that we're going to be following and just give everybody a little, uh, you know, just a preview there. We're going to be following the new show, F-Boy Island, which we have a, a friend that's going to be on, Jamie Wood, who we uh, who we played with in college. So just to give you a preview, we'll be following that show. It, uh, it starts on July 29th. And, uh, you know, stay tuned for some updates on that as well. And next up, we have our weather report, and that is going to be our crypto weekly updates because crypto is 24-7, 365, just like the weather. And uh, we're going to be bringing you our weatherman and our uh, one of our biggest weather report contributors. His name is Austin Barnard. I've known this guy since college. It's been about circa 2009, met in the dorms. We've been running around for years. You know, I call him a best friend. I love him. Love him to death. Without further ado, I'm going to pass it over to you, Austin. Thanks, Jeff. What a nice, warm, uh, welcome introduction that was. My name is Austin Barnard, and my favorite weather is sunny with no humidity. Exactly why I moved to Los Angeles. And current th currently the uh, opposite weather of the crypto market right now. Sad to say. Yeah, and I uh, definitely hear you there. Crypto can be a little like the weather, which is uh, unpredictable at times, even when some people try to act like they know exactly what's going to happen or they might be lying to you. But uh, so with that, Austin, again, thank you so much, man. I know how busy you are. Um, so just let our viewers know, you know, Austin's a busy guy. He has a great crypto story. He's a world traveler himself. But uh, Austin, just to start off, so how... Uh, how did you get into this space? You know, where are you at now? What's going on? Cool. Yeah, so my background, I obviously know you, Jeff, from Ohio State. I studied accounting, got my CPA at Ernst & Young, and moved to California right after I graduated. My mom was a trader since I was little at a small family office, and so I started trading stocks in high school with my Roth IRA. Um, I traded during uh, business school. And um, then after I graduated, I didn't really like my job at CPA, quit and traded full-time stock and options for about six years. I was introduced to crypto in 2017. My first Bitcoin purchase was about 2100. Um, I <clears throat> was initially attracted to crypto because of the volatility, the 24-7 market, just a, a trader's paradise. Um, once the bull run happened to 20k i i got fortunate i knew how to trade and uh, got out of there alive and when the bear market came i really dug into the fundamentals what is bitcoin what is blockchain and i just completely fell in love and so to back it up a bit i currently now run a crypto hedge fund or two of them with two more opening this month so orca capital is the family name and i have a partner jeff as well he is in miami and the way it started was him and I grew up together in Ohio and we always kept up talking numbers. He reached out to manage some of his money in 2019. We each put a little bit together, made a bunch really quick and said, let's make this official and uh, open a hedge fund. So here we are 26 months later, we have 139 investors and manage about 40 million. 40 million? It was 40 million at the peak. I got to say it's closer to 30 million now with uh, this drop. Oh, 
<laughs> no, I just wanted to make sure I heard that right. But I mean, again, an incredible story. You know, I like to hear when you said you got introduced in 2017. You know, I can remember uh, learning about crypto from uh, it was probably circa 2014. I was uh, at a music festival and, uh, you know, probably doing something I shouldn't have. And, uh, you know, this little hippie hippie dude was telling me about it and uh, told me about the Silk Road and, you know, found out about it that way. Obviously, it was a, you know, wasn't anybody to take any big risks back then, didn't make any, <clears throat> didn't take any action, but followed it for uh, quite some time. I remember talking to random people about it here and there, but, uh, you know, after you really started getting into it, that's when, uh, you know, I started following it even more, but, you know, I know it was uh, almost about a year ago or so now, but um, when we were at Tom's bachelor party, you know, right before that, and you had, that's when I was like, you know what, I'm, I'm going for it, you know, so I remember, and uh, obviously, you know, me and you talk a lot, so I can't thank you enough for, uh, you know, just for kind of the taking me under your wing a little bit and uh, some of the guidance there. But, you know, that being said, I'm not a traditional trader, you know, I'm a normal guy. And, uh, you know, it's another reason why I wanted to bring someone like you on here, share some education and some knowledge. So let's say, you know, it's somebody maybe brand new to the market. They're hearing things from all over. They got Jim Cramer yelling at them. They got Elon Musk tweeting at them. You know, what's a good resource? You know, what are some good sources to tap into? And, you know, where should I really start? Good question. So, yeah, first, before I answer that, it's been awesome to watch you have the epiphany in your head uh, a little over a year ago, I guess. I don't remember the exact deadline, but I've, I've seen you grow and, and question and learn over the past year. And here we are now with, with your own podcast with the whole crypto section. So that's pretty awesome. Uh, but yeah, so crypto is a worldwide growing industry that has no true leader. So it is pretty hard to actually say, where do I find it? Like Jim Cramer and other people are, they're traditional guys not here to bash anyone, but they, no one knows exactly what's going on here. So it's up to you to do your own homework and figure out what you believe in after you do your own research. And that's kind of what the whole thing with crypto and, and Bitcoin specifically is. So start by reading the Bitcoin white paper. That's what I did. You got to start at the source. Who are, who's the team? How does this coin work? What's it do? What are the metrics of the coin? And, um, and learn, try to learn on your own. And then obviously there's unlimited on Twitter accounts and YouTube channels, and you could chart all you want and create all the kind of models you want. But at the end of the day, Bitcoin is a groundbreaking technology with blockchain technology, and there's a scarce amount of it, which is where it's currently driving its value to be the um, store of value. And it's just unlocking an entirely new industry that is just beginning to tap the surface we are still in the speculative stages and learning like the full capabilities but it's super exciting to see uh where this is where this is headed so austin uh big question i got for you you know so i'm uh say i'm a little new to the crypto space again you know what are some of the best exchanges that uh you know you might recommend and uh you know how to uh, go about buying and holding it and uh how do you you know what goals should i have great questions so I think the less you know, the more you should focus just on Bitcoin. Bitcoin is king until proven otherwise. So I suggest that making everyone making it a goal to own one Bitcoin. It's not physically possible for everyone in the world to own one Bitcoin, but it's a great goal to have. Um, when it comes to exchanges and storing your coin, you want to pick wisely and 
you want to decide between security and and the fees based on if you're going to be trading or just buying. I suggest Binance US it is five times cheaper than Coinbase Pro, and I suggest Coinbase Pro over or over Coinbase. Um, if you want to earn interest on your coins, hold it on a lending platform such as Voyager. Um, there are a handful of other ones out there right now. I know BlockFi is going through some trouble. I moved all our assets off of BlockFi and with our hedge funds, and there some our lending portion is currently in BlockFi. I mean, it's currently in, in Voyager. If you don't even want to trust the exchanges at all, you can use a hard wallet. Let me see if I have one right here. So a hard wallet means it is a physical wallet where it's stored. That's what the hard portion means versus soft wallet would be like a software wallet. A hot and cold wallet, hot means it's connected to the internet. Cold means it's disconnected from the internet. So the safer is when it's a cold physical wallet. So you have it and it's offline. You, that's where like the Winklevoss twins, if you watch the movie, they put the three, the password divided between three different PO boxes. And, and that's just another added level of security. So at the end of the day, it's important to have the goal of owning one Bitcoin. But I think if you just practice proper risk management in terms of using two-factor authentication and not sharing your or using a unique password, uh, stuff like that, you want to make sure that's important with crypto because there is the risk of you getting it stolen and it can't be returned. That's the part of the double-edged sword of Bitcoin. There's irreversible transactions. It's it's good in the long term, but you need to make sure you practice uh, proper security. Absolutely. And then just to take away from uh, take away from that, I just had a couple follow up questions. So, you know, I know you were saying on Binance US, it's 5% cheaper to buy it. And then, you know, and that's 5% cheaper to buy it than on Coinbase Pro, which is 5% cheaper than Coinbase. So just run through my head, you know, if I'm not buying five grand, 10 grand at a time, then, you know, I should probably buy it on something like Binance US, and then I could potentially, you know, collect a good a good sum and then send it over to Voyager where I could collect interest on it. Is that, am I following that right? Yeah, so instead of 5% better, it's five times better. So okay, wow. literally the five times cheaper. So Coinbase Pro maybe charges 0.1 basis points and Binance US would charge one fifth of that. It's it's so uh, the percentages are where it really adds up, especially when you're playing with larger numbers. Um, I personally dollar cost average with over time. So you're not trying to time the market dollar cost averaging is an important cornerstone of investing. Instead of trying to time the market, you are buying an incremental amounts over a period of time to average your cost basis. That way you're not guessing the top. You're not guessing the bottom. I dollar cost average in and I dollar cost average out uh, when I'm buying or selling my investments. Trading is a whole different game of strictly risk reward, but in terms of investing, smartest thing to do is just buy over time. Over half of our investors in our fund give us money on a monthly or recurring basis. And it's just highly encouraged with any investment that you make. So Austin, I know there's a lot of different stories and trends, topics, you know, that really almost come out daily within, you know, the crypto universe within this space. But, you know, one that's really always at the front of that you know, that moves these markets that, you know, is always at the top of mind seems to be Elon Musk. Uh, so I'd love to hear your opinion on someone like him, you know, Elon, pioneer, innovator, CEO of Tesla and SpaceX, or also someone like a Jack Dorsey, you know, CEO, pioneer, innovator of a Twitter, Square, Cash App, you know, the newly Square uh, bank that just, you know, started this week. 
Uh, but anyways, we'd love to hear, you know, your opinion about, you know, these guys and other people in this space like them. Yeah, for sure. Elon's been a guy that I've looked up to uh, my entire life, mostly. He He's on this planet to better the good of, of humans. Money is a, a byproduct of what he does. You've seen it by him putting, going all in on all his, all his previous projects. Uh, that being said, he's got a lot of power behind his Twitter handle. He's gotten in trouble in the past with Tesla and the SEC, and he loves memes, and he's taking the He's taking the uh, crypto people for a ride, that's for sure. I get asked about him almost every day. And the one thing I got to say is watch what he does, not what he says. Elon's always shilling Dogecoin and trying to promote it. But at the same time, Tesla buys 1.5 billion worth of Bitcoin. So watch what he does, not what he says. Jack Dorsey, another dude that is an innovator in this world. And he's given his wealth away many times over. Um, Jack wouldn't be pushing Bitcoin so hard if he didn't see the true value of it and its long-term potential. Not to mention Elon also founded PayPal. So he does know a thing or two about money and how currency works. And, and that should say a lot that he's making these kind of moves and, and taking the lead here. No, that's awesome, man. And, uh, you know, I respect that opinion a lot. I actually share, you know, a lot of the same, you know, cause I know at times too, you know, sometimes, um, uh, Elon might push some people's buttons, obviously, with how he moves the markets and some people might take it the wrong way. But, you know, end of the day, you treat him, uh, watch what he does, not what he says, treat someone uh, by their actions, not always by their words or their memes. So 1.5 billion in Bitcoin, you know, I'll follow that. And uh, also, you know, just to speak on Jack Dorsey um, with what he's doing at Square, you know, Square right now, I know, is getting into uh, the DeFi space. You know, it's going to be a completely open sourced uh, project that they're building on, you know, the Bitcoin blockchain. So completely transparent. We'll be following that. Um, they're also developing a hard wallet as well. And recently this week, you know, um, you know, I think as of Monday and today, they announced they opened up the Square uh, banking system, you know, for uh, small businesses, you know, and it's all interconnected with Square, Cash App, you know, now Twitter, and you're going to eventually you're going to see uh, you know, I think, you know, Tesla involved in Bitcoin mining, you know, making it more energy efficient. And then that's where also you got Kathy Wood coming in the game, connecting all these businesses and all these dots. And I'm really excited for it. Uh, you know, we're living in the future. And uh, again, Austin, I can't thank you enough for uh, spending this time with us and, you know, contributing to, uh, you know, this weather report, man, because again, crypto is 24 seven, 365. And, uh, you know, I really value what you have to say. And uh, I'm excited to, uh, spread the good word to the people. Thanks for having me on, man. I look forward to many more of these in the future. I think it's also a great way for us to keep in touch and at the same time uh, promote what we both hardcore believe in way deep down. We've Absolutely. Had so many uh, deep combos in the past, and this is just finally a, a way right. to experience Absolutely. Absolutely, man. I uh, just hearing you say that I was thinking about that the, uh, the other day, just... Um, when I wanted to do your intro and stuff, I'm like, oh, I wonder if I'll talk about, you know, all those nights I was sleeping on his futon, you know, talking his ear off till 3, 4 a.m. about, uh, you know, space travel and aliens and everything else. So, you know, full circle, man, here we are and uh, life's great and uh, just looking forward to uh, spending this time together and, you know, the future that we're creating for ourselves, our friends, and our family, man. For sure. I couldn't agree more. I preach open-mindedness and uh, I definitely got to give you credit for questioning the way I think and um, it helping me evolve into who I am today. 
Absolutely, brother. And now a word from our sponsor. I'm drinking a Michael Bublé. A Michael Bublé. It matches my t-shirt. And I love Michael Bublé. Bublé, Michael Bublé. You know, uh, shout out to Tom O'Brien. Tom, if you're listening, I just want to apologize for drinking all your Michael Bublé's, you know, circa summer 2018-19. Pretty much the whole time I've known Tom, I uh, just walk into his house, walk straight to his fridge and drink his Michael Bublé's. Thanks, Tom. This one's for you, brother. And we don't currently have any sponsors, but if you want to join us and be like people like Michael Bublé, then let's go. All right. So I just got this this, uh, message on Twitter from Dan Hope. Dan Hope's a senior reporter for 11, the 11, Channel 11 News and covering Ohio State sports. Here we go. So he says, hey, JB, hope you're doing well. This I'm reading this for the first time. Hey, JB, hope you're doing well. Wanted to reach out because I saw you tweeted about the call for the 2010 team to get its wins back. And I'd love to talk to you about that and what it means to you. Would you have time to talk at some point in the next few days? Let me know or feel free to call or text me at boom. So the real question is, should we just have him on the show or should I just, yeah, see. or should we just take the call? That's- yeah, so I guess when it comes to that, I guess everybody can just kind of tune into the Statute of Passive podcast and see what we've got to say about the Ohio State uh, Tap 5, me and the other boys included, uh, trying to get our wins reinstated for the team and all of our records and personal accolades as well. Uh, you know, and we're going to have a host of other players from other schools and things like that on here talking about the same types of stuff. So, uh, yeah, anybody who wants to know what we think can tune on in and check it out here on Stash or Pass It. That's right, baby. Pass it right over here. And next up, we're going to have one of our main contributors to the traffic report. You know, that's going to be our weekly cannabis report. It, uh, it's going to be dropping every Friday, and we're just going to be providing you with some education on the industry itself. You know, what's going on on the business side? What's going on in the black market? We're going to keep you updated on legislation. So we're really looking forward to it. And uh, that's why we wanted to bring this guy on. I've known him since 2009. You know, he's been uh, in the industry now for over 15 years. He's got a green thumb and a green lung. He's one of my best friends. And with that, we're going to pass it over to you, Reed. Thank you, JB. Uh, I've been involved in the cannabis industry for about 15 years now. Um, I've, I've been involved in a, a lot of different roles. Uh, I've grown, um, been involved in the black market. I've had friends who have, who have uh, had farms and, and uh, indoor grows and stuff that I've helped with. Um, and most recently in the last couple of years, I've gotten pretty heavy into investing into pot stocks. Um, and I follow the market a lot that way now. Um, and I, I'm working on some of my own projects now. Uh, and what I hope to do here is, uh, you know, keep you guys up to date on what's going on in the traditional or black market, as long as the legal markets and, uh, and cue you guys into the, the intersection of the two and, and keep you guys up to date on trends and all that kind of stuff. 
Great. And uh, we're excited about it. You know, again, that's uh, one of the main reasons why, you know, when I was starting this, I wanted to uh, get you involved and, uh, you know, really just help spread awareness, education and, you know, drive adoption on different levels. Can you uh, just explain or, uh, you know, define what exactly the traditional market is again? Yeah, the uh, traditional market is, you know, the same thing as, as what people like to call the black market. Um, but I, I have noticed that a lot of people in the legal market and the, the legal sector um, are starting to throw shade um, as it, it gets a little, it's getting a little competitive between the black market and the, the legal market. Um, and the, the guys in the, the legal market are throwing some shade at the black market and, and, you know, what they want you to think that it's, everything's dangerous and, and uh, that, you know, you're going to get poisoned, poisoned cannabis or whatever, or stuff with a bunch of pesticides in it. Right. Um, and, you know, I, I, I look at the black market with, you know, a, a little bit of love and adoration because uh, without the black market, there would be no rec market. And a lot of the guys that are still involved in the black market um, were trailblazers and, and paved a path for there to be medical weed or recreational weed in, in a lot of these states. And a lot of the guys that work for these these legal companies that are spokespeople or you know higher ups, um, and and they throw shade at the market. You know, I a lot of them uh, I feel like are kind of getting in last minute, uh, cashing in on a trend that you know they didn't really have any skin in the game. Uh, it's easy to you know it's easy to to get involved and and get rich when you've got you know parents or, or investors that are willing right. to give you millions of dollars, but the guys on the black market or the traditional market, you know, they, they took those risks. Um, some of them are, are still sitting in prison and, uh, you know, I, I, I think those guys need to be shown respect. Um, and that's why I, I call it the traditional market. No. And I, uh, I respect that. And actually, you know, I really have a lot of love for that myself. Uh, you know, I've always been, you know, a big advocate as we, uh, you know, drive adoption and we see legalization, we also need to remind and also continue to advocate for, you know, an entire generation of uh, people still sitting in jail, you know, particularly, you know, black and brown people as well that were, uh, you know, targeted by, you know, a systematic, you know, si you know a system that was set up to uh, directly, you know, target them with, uh, you know, some of the war on drugs and whatnot. But, you know, again, man, I love it. I love the idea of the traditional market, calling it that, you know, labels and uh, titles, you know, are a lens that the world will view something through. So, you know, how things are framed and how they're presented uh, is definitely yeah. really important. So, uh, yeah, for me, it's just all about the, the way it's being framed and, and it's going to get competitive between the guys that are, you know, in the legal market and they, they want to scare you away from, you know, buying pot from your buddy who's got right. a few plants in his basement because right. it affects their bottom line if everybody's doing that. Right. Um, and, you know, I, I think those guys need to keep in mind that, you know, they, they wouldn't exist if it weren't for those types of people and, and for them to, to throw shade, it's, a, it's very disrespectful to, to the OGs and, and uh, to the guys who've risked, risked everything. So that's kind of my take on that one. Hey, amen, brother. Hey, so let's uh, change the pace just a little bit on this one. But so say, you know, I'm new to the, I'm new to the market. I'm new to the game. Maybe I don't even smoke you know, but I want to learn more, you know, so I know, you know, you're deep in it. Um, you know, I know you're great at, uh, you know, finding information and really kind of, you know, uh, deciphering through it. So what are, uh, what are some good sources, you know, to find out information about, 
you know, the market, uh, the industry, you know, maybe even keeping up with some culture and trends. Yeah. So, uh, probably my, the number one most valuable resource that I have found over the years, um, is a podcast, uh, that I, that I listened to on Spotify called a can of insider. Um, they've got around 400 episodes. Now the guy's been doing it for eight, eight years or something at this point. Um, you know, some of the, some of the episodes are, are, pretty in-depth um, and they're into more nuanced areas of the industry. Mm-hmm. Um, but you can go through there and there's, there's something for everybody, even if you are uh, newer to the game and you just want to get some basic education, or if you are somebody who already knows a lot and wants to learn, you know, the little nuances of, right. of, you know, whether it's growing or, you know, uh, edibles or anything like that. Um, so yeah, Canna Insider is one that I really love. Um, and that's probably been my, 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 the most valuable resource that I've found over the years. Um, there's also a, uh, Instagram, if you're more into the business side, there's a, um, Instagram that I, that I follow and they've got a website it's, uh, called MJ biz. Um, and they just kind of keep you up to date on the market and what's going on with trends and in the sector and whatnot. Um, and they actually do a big, uh, conference every year for people in the industry out in vegas um that's one of the biggest uh cannabis and hemp conferences in the in the in the world um and then i think uh i'll i'll throw out a few uh we'll we'll leave uh some tags on the the show notes or whatever with uh some of the twitter accounts that i follow um and these guys are more uh you know they, they are investors in the pot space, um, you know, pot stocks, uh, mainly American pot stocks. Um, but I've got a few guys on there that are always crunching numbers and putting out good, putting out good information. Um, so we'll, uh, we'll, I'll shoot those over to you and you can put them on the show notes so people can check those out. Absolutely. Yeah. And that's, uh, it's great just to, uh, that's another reason why we wanted to do this. You know, obviously Reed's an expert uh, in this industry, but, you know, we know we're going to have lots of viewers that may be experts, maybe not. So, you know, you can just count on Reed to uh, put a lot of this information together, you know, in our uh, cannabis report or in our traffic report, you know, just about the cannabis industry. But, you know, I just really wanted him to uh, share some sources since, you know, I know he is uh, he's really good at all that stuff. So, Reed, I was wondering, so what are, uh, you know, for our uh, our show next week, you know, what are some stories uh, that you're following right now that, you know, we can uh check in on and, you know, keep people updated and, you know, what are some trends you're following right now in the industry as well? Yeah. Um, so, I mean, obviously the, the biggest story right now is, uh, probably the federal legalization bill that, uh, Chuck Schumer and Cory Booker, um, brought, brought, uh, about last week. Um, and we'll be, I'll be following that. It doesn't look very hopeful. Um, okay. I, you know, there's, a lot of work that needs to, to get done. Um, and there's people are all over the place within the Senate on this issue. Um, right. so I don't, I don't expect that to happen anytime soon. Um, but yeah, we'll be following that and, uh, getting into the, the nitty gritty of that one. Um, and then yesterday there was a market wide sell-off. Um, every, everybody was selling yesterday, but whenever there is a sell-off, um, the cannabis stocks, since they are growth stocks, that's right. the first thing to go. And they get hammered yesterday. They got hammered pretty good. Um, and they, and they, uh, they're, they're a lot more volatile than, than, uh, you know, an Apple or uh, Amazon. Um, so yesterday they, they ate shit. Um, 
bouncing back a little today, but uh, yeah, that's, that was one of the other big things for this week. Um, and then, you know, there was some news out yesterday, uh, as you know, uh, New York went uh, rec, rec on weed. Um, it's legal there now. And uh, the TSA has already not really been enforcing things in states like Colorado and Cali. Um, and they, they put out a memo yesterday basically saying they're not, um, they're not going to uh, enforce, you know, small personal amounts of weed going through the airport. Um, they're going to focus on guns and bombs, bomb, 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 bombs and that kind of stuff. Hey, I mean, that's uh that's pretty crazy to hear. I mean, I, uh, you know, I'm, I think I missed that one, but I mean, just thinking about it, right. Cause TSA is a federal agency, right. Yeah. And yeah. so just thinking about, it, I guess, you know, coming from, you know, a place like Colorado, but I guess leaving New York with it and going yeah, and somewhere I do else. Think that, I think the TSA it has a little more autonomy right. um, than right. other organizations. Um, but yeah. I mean, it's, it's a pretty big deal. And, you know, I've, I flew through a California airport not too long ago and uh, they actually had, you had to walk through uh, a little area and they had a dog go through and, and sniff everybody that went through. Sniffing um, for weed? No, because I had weed with me. Yeah, right. Like, okay, okay. There's no fucking way they're. Yeah. yeah there's no way they're out here uh, sniffing for weed. Right. Um, and, and there's no way, at least you know, one in four of the people around me didn't have some weed with them. Um, right. So yeah, but uh, yeah, I think they're really just why you know why would you worry about weed in a state where, you know, it's more acceptable to smoke weed than drink alcohol or smoke cigarettes almost. So right. Um, big waste of time, big waste of money and resources. What, what was so, going on? What was going on out in Cali? Well, you know, I was out there for, um, an event. My friends have a, uh, uh, um, cannabis marketing company. Um, they, they work with brands out in California. Um, and then they put on their own events. Um, and they had a, they did a big seven ten celebration. What were they called? Uh, hazy LA. Okay. Hazy um, LA. Yeah. I've heard yeah. of that. Actually a couple, a couple of Ohio kids, uh, three of them, um, went out there, they were working at high times and then decided to break free and, and do their own. Um, but yeah, they did a, did a really big event, uh, for seven ten, which is, uh, a big holiday in the cannabis community. Um, 420 is the official cannabis holiday, right? Um, but stoners found a way to, to add a second one in, in the middle of the summer. Maybe they just wanted their own day, you know? <laughs> yeah, no, I, I think the dabbers wanted their own day for sure. Right, they, right. They think, they think they're better than people who smoke flour. <laughs> uh, but uh, 710, it's, uh, it just, I, you know, it's, it's a bizarre day, but it's 710 is oil spelled backwards. Um, so all the dab guys, oh, um, they call their they call it hash or oil or whatever. And right. Right. I don't, I don't know how this really came about, but right. seven ten is we'll, we're, we'll find out. I mean, we know enough people. Yeah. We'll, I'm just... we'll have to get, yeah. We'll have to get into that on right. one of these episodes and get the actual, the details of that one. Right. Absolutely. Um, I mean, there's still, there's still a lot of people don't, you know, I, I watched a little, a little documentary about 420 and you know, it's that one seems like it's just a group of, of high school buddies that that started calling it that um, right 70s. And then I don't know how it spread like that. But right. But yeah, and that's not something you would have believed. Um, yeah, I mean, sometimes I would just think about 420, how close it was to like five o'clock, maybe. So I was like, well, shit, that's yeah, not but, a bad time in the day to like, if, uh, especially if you're working labor, if you're working, you know, 
yeah, yeah. Had a bad sure. day, a bad time. Sure. Day. Working a blue collar job and right. You know, you're but, dealing with heavy machinery and right. no. yeah, but, I mean, that's something we'll uh we'll definitely have to follow up on, you know, where the origins of 710. Yeah, let's get, we'll get to the we'll do the origin story of 420 and 710. 710 versus 420. I'm, I'm actually I actually want to know the origin story of 710. Absolutely. Um, yeah, there's a lot of people who smoke it's, weed that don't even know. It's just what it that is. it's oil backwards, but right. I want to know who was the person that's like, oh, right, yeah, because then there was Seven Ten Labs. I mean, yeah, yeah Seven Ten Labs. Yeah, that's a that's a pretty so, big company um, that makes hash. But uh, we got a little off topic. So you're out in yeah. LA, hazy LA marketing event. We got yeah, a couple yeah. couple Ohio, you know, girls and guy or gals and guys. How what went down? Um, so they, they rented, a, uh, they rented this really cool space in downtown LA. Um, it's a series of domes. Um, and inside of these domes, they have, uh, like little biodome type deals. You see, yeah, music exactly. festivals? Yeah, kind of, I mean, yeah. but, uh, but they're like tent tents slash domes. Um, right. and inside of these things, they've got, uh, uh, like 3d mapping, uh, projectors yep. around them. So like they're doing crazy stuff on the root, on the ceilings um the one the biggest one was uh they had cameron and vendata and a, a few other artists performing in there and then they had a big tent with uh vendors um so basically they're just you know some some of the bigger cannabis companies based out of cali um and they had their booth set up and they were giving out samples and um people were just mingling and then they had it you know it was uh outside they had a you know food and and all that kind of stuff. So it was, it was kind of just a cool little event where people could mingle, hang out, um, you know, talk about cannabis, enjoy it together, check out some of the brands, um, you know, and, and it was, it was a pretty lively time. Definitely one of the cooler events I've ever been to. Um, and I, I would imagine it had to be one of the, one of the coolest seven ten events going on in the United States, just cause LA is kind of the epicenter right. of it. And, uh, they put on one hell of an event, um, probably a couple thousand people there. And, you know, it was a really cool crowd of people, you know, so it was Absolutely. a great time. Yeah. I mean, that's a, uh, that's something I've always recognized, like within, you know, the cannabis culture, like since, you know, especially when I reflect on smoking weed, just more about uh, definitely more of an openness to ideas. Doesn't mean you accept yeah. everything, but a lot more open oh, yeah, to definitely. hearing new things, exploring different things. You know, maybe that's why sometimes they'll call it a gateway drug, but it's more of like a, a yeah. gateway into a culture no, a, or an open yeah, that's, mind. That's definitely a, you know, something we'll, we'll talk about on another podcast, but right. you know, right. can it be a gateway? Yeah, but a lot of things can be a gateway. Right. Um, Absolutely. You no, know, and I, I definitely don't think, I don't think you should be smoking weed in high school or anything like that. I think, right. I think right. you need to wait until your brain's formed, but, right. but yeah, right. um, definitely, definitely yeah. open your mind up to ideas and trying new things well so with uh hazy la who uh who are the who are the people that you know you were out there with we gotta definitely get them on the show yeah um audrey is is uh the the girl we know it's her i'm, I'm good friends with her brother um and she's from cleveland area um and then moved out to la three or four years ago i think um was working for high times met a few other guys that were from akron um two guys that were good friends um, Colin and Adam are their names, and they uh, they decided to go off and start their own thing. And uh, they started doing events. They would they would rent out these nice houses, I think, in the Hollywood Hills, um, get some brands to sponsor it, and come out and bring product and invite people, hang out by the pool, 
you know, take photos and, right. and, you know, do these little events. And then they've just gradually grown. Um, they've been working with, with some brands. They've been doing a lot with a, a Pabst has their own line of THC okay. seltzers out there. Um, they've been helping Pabst a lot and Olala is a really good drink brand that they've been working with. Um, and yeah, so they got, they got, I think Packwoods and I can't remember the other company where their main sponsors, um, uh, for, for this most recent event and they paid to bring Cameron out and, uh, sweet. You know, a few other well, artists, so you, so. you said a couple, uh, a couple drink companies there. Is that, uh, yeah. is that more of a trend that we might see? I mean, I guess out in California, yeah, I they- think, I think definitely in the markets that have rec, um, you know, flower sales decline a little bit. Um, That's interesting. and then, yeah, people get into the, uh, the, the beverages a little bit more, um, I mean, I've noticed it in Colorado, uh, in, in Cali, which are both pretty, pretty developed rec markets. Um, even in Michigan, a little bit, you're starting to see it. Um, you know, people are going to edibles a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, the drinks I think are, you know, are, are definitely a, something that's going to become very commonplace. And mm-hmm. I mean, I'd love to see it one day where there's establishments where you can go and right instead of drinking beer or whatever you can hang out and uh smoke some weed and and have some of uh, some of the uh thc drinks or whatever mixture of cannabinoids they want to put in there absolutely um, so yeah i think i think that's one thing i i noticed is seems to be um a pretty big trend that that uh, i i gotta imagine every state is gonna once they go wreck the drinks and that kind of stuff will become more popular um just because it's such an easy way to cons- consume it tastes delicious. Um, then they're using this thing, this thing called nanotechnology. Right. Um, and I think it gets, it, it hits you very soon. Um, once you drink it, I mean, five, 10 minutes, I swear I noticed it. Yeah. Um, and I think it wears off uh, quite a bit quicker. So it's okay. not, you're not committing to, you know, hours and right. You know, right. Hours, maybe even just waiting for it to even, even right. feel it, you know, two hours. And then you're like, Oh shit, did I take acid or did I know <laughs> that my friend cooked in his basement? No, I'm just kidding. But yeah, absolutely. No, that's uh that's really cool. I mean, you know, I've definitely, I've had a, I've had a few of those drinks, um, you know, not that particular brand or whatnot, but uh, I, I definitely know what you mean. And it makes sense too. Right. Cause you know, there's different ways to consume cannabis um, from, you know, topical ointments to, uh, you know, edibles, to drinks, to smoking. I mean, so that's another, uh, another thing I think is important that, you know, with cannabis adoption, I mean, that doesn't necessarily mean smoking, but with the drinks too, that I think is uh, interesting when you think about, you know, where we're already at with bars, how much easier some bars could, you know, even switch over, you know, that are already yeah. used to serving drinks and whatnot. Yeah. You know, the question is, will they ever let alcohol and THC drinks mix in the right. same establishment? Yeah, it's true. Maybe right. in Cali and some of the more progressive places, I don't see Ohio ever letting that happen. Right. Oh. Right. So I think, I think there'll be spots where it's, you can just go there and hang out and maybe it's like a more of a, more of a social club. Um, yeah. Or a lounge or whatever where you can go smoke and, and drink your THC drinks. Um, but I do think that's quite a ways off. Um, Cali has a few spots where you can go in and smoke and right. do that. But, you know, it's I, I think your average state is a long ways off from that, you know, Absolutely. 10 years. That makes sense. So, you know, just uh, wanted to ask you a few more questions here, man. Um, obviously, this has been great so far, but you know, really, when you just think about, you know, cannabis itself, 
you know, I was wondering, what do you think the biggest misconception is about it? Yeah, um, we were talking about that. I, I think there's there's a couple. I would say, so there's a lot of people that will act like cannabis is the worst thing ever, you know, and it's, you know, it's got, it's, it's I'm not going to, it's not like all Your reefer madness crowd. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And, you know, it's not all pretty. It's definitely, it, it's something that intoxicates you that, you know, is mildly addictive and it's got its downsides, but compared to something like alcohol, where you literally, if you're addicted to that and you start to go through withdrawals um, because you don't have it, you can die from that. Right. You know, ain't, ain't nobody ever died from, you know, not getting weed for a little while. You know, right. they might be a little irritable or right. something like that. So, so I, I do think one misconception with a lot of people is that it's the worst thing ever. And then on the other end of the spectrum, there are these people that act like weed is going to cure everything that is wrong in the world and is the healthiest thing ever. You know, smoking anything is not good for the lungs. Let's be real. Touche. You know, and it's good in moderation. It's probably not that bad. Um, but, you know, it's it's can't be healthy to heat something up to five, six hundred degrees and then, you know, inhale it. Um, so I, that's one, one reason I do think edibles will continue to become more and more popular, yep. um, probably the cleanest way to consume. Um, but yeah, there, there are these people that act like, you know, weed is uh, this godsend that's going to cure every ailment. There's nothing bad about it. And you know, you don't want kids, you don't want teenagers right. smoking weed. There's proof that it, it screws up your brain development and that kind of stuff. So I think the biggest misconception is that there's a lot of people on both ends of the spectrum there. Yeah, I think it's the worst thing ever or the greatest thing ever. And the truth always lies somewhere in the middle. So I would say that's the the one one area where, you know, I think I think people are, are can be a little uneducated. No, and I uh, I really do agree with you there, man. I mean, I'm definitely. Uh, a lot farther on one side of that spectrum as far as it yeah. you know yeah no I, I lean towards the healthy side but yeah absolutely it does have things that yeah. you can't deny that are you know that, well, that aren't great and it's things you know with you know education and adoption with some of the things that we're trying to do here you know once it is you know federally legal or you know they uh move it down in it's scheduled uh classification you know, yeah. that can open up, you know, tax dollars or government grants yeah. to do more studies and stuff. Exactly. So. And that's going to be a big, big thing. Once we can actually, you know, you've got universities that are able to freely test this on people and we can see exactly what's really going on. And that, that's one, you know, we'll be following the federal legalization, uh, the bill um, that they're working on. And that's one thing I would love to see get addressed. You know, it needs to be downgraded in, on the schedule pyramid yeah. and you know, it needs to be researched a lot more thoroughly. And you know, so just to like that, you know, yeah. And so just to continue a little bit on that, you know, we've talked about the biggest misconception, you know, just within the industry as a whole to help drive adoption. Like, what do you think needs, you know, cleaned up to even, you know, get the person that may never smoke, but, you know, they may Google it sometime and that's, what's going to keep them from ever being okay with it. Yeah. Um, so I do think what we were, like we were saying, uh, if there was more research done and we had definitive answers to a lot of this stuff, um, I think that would, you know, make a lot more, a lot, a lot of people feel more comfortable with it. Mm -hmm. Um, and then also, you know, a lot of the stuff on the black market is not, 
you know, it's not lab tested. Right. Um, and you know, you can't get pesticides and that kind of stuff in there. So that's where this, there's this tug of war between the black market and the, the recreational market. Um, and you know, so long as tax rates are the way they are, and you know, they're, they're talking about putting a 25% tax federally on this stuff in the, in the new legislation. So it's like, the feds are a little late to the game to be throwing on a 25% tax. Cause you've right. got a lot of areas where it's 10 to 20% local tax, uh, 10 to 20% uh, state tax. And, uh, and then you go in and you add on, you got sales tax in there and then you go in and you add another 25% on what is taxed like that other than tobacco. And like we were saying, you know, we may not be the best thing ever, but it's a sure it's a whole hell of a lot healthier than drinking alcohol regularly. In yeah, my opinion, absolutely. Um, so why the why the hell is an alcohol tax like that? You right. know, and the feds are late to the game. I, I think they're too late to be thrown on a twenty five percent tax. Um, so they got to find that balance where the tax rate's not too crazy, and it encourages people to to step into the legal market. Um, you know, but that that's really the biggest thing because because you need people to participate in the legal market. You need the the black market to gradually you know dwindle off. Um, and, you know, you can still have, I think homegrown law, grow laws are cool. Right. And you can still have, it's just like brewing beer at home. You're allowed to do that and give right. out, give out a, you know, a, a pitcher of beer to your friends. Um, right. So why Absolutely. the hell can't you grow a few plants in your house and, and give your buddy an ounce of weed, you know? Amen. Um, so I think that needs to be worked out. And I, I do think they need to be, I don't know, common sense about it and, and, you know, pass the laws in the way, way that is uh, going to encourage the people to step out of the black market and into the, the legal market, you know? Absolutely. Um, so I, I think that's a big thing that they, they've really got to address, um, you know, and, and hopefully it, it gets there someday. I think it's going to take a while um, and it'll be a rough go, but, but I think we'll be there in, in the next five to 10 years. And I'll tell you right now, we're going to be here for it as stash it or pass it. Oh yeah. We're weekly. We'll be keeping you up to date until 20, uh, 2050. Right. So. 20, hey, that, that's how big this is going to be. Cause again, this is going to be your weekly updates and news report. You know, this is Reed. He's our traditional market veteran, Dr. B. He's got a green thumb and a green lung and he's going to be our traffic report contributor. Hey, I can't thank you enough, my friend. All right. Thank you very much, JB. The last guy we're going to be bringing to you, and certainly not least, he'll also be contributing to the traffic report. You know, I've known him since I was about 16 years old. We played together at Ohio State. He was the uh, tight end. I was the offensive tackle. So naturally, I always told him who to block. He never knew that. He was too busy catching touchdowns. But, you know, we got to hug it out in the end zone and get some really cool pictures. So I thank him for that because – they definitely weren't taking a picture of me. But without further ado, I bring to you my friend, Jacob Stoneburner. What's up, y'all? Excited to be here on Stash It and Pass It. Thanks, JB, for having me. Mr. Dr. B down there. Hey, appreciate stash you. Stash it or pass it, buddy. Wow. Well, same thing, right? We're just stashing it or passing it. That's right. Uh, but no, I'm here today to kind of give you a scope on who I am. I'm a former NFL player, former High State alumni. I played football with JB, grew up with Reed, um, grew up with Mike, played football with Mike, best friends with Austin. Um, we got a good connection here, and we feel like we have a pretty good feel on, you know, what people are looking for as far as 
some alternative places to think about maybe investments as far as uh, the future. Um, and I'm particularly in, involved in the cannabis industry. Uh, I follow those stocks a lot. Um, I get to track them through my job and I'm in wealth management now and we follow those quite frequently. Um, so I follow the fundamentals, um, their moving averages, some technical analysis that I'll be giving you guys. And as I come in and chirp in, um, you know, as a financial advisor, I can't give firm advice on which stocks to buy, but I can come in and say, hey, I might stash this one um, just based on you know, stuff we're seeing, stuff we know in the industry. As a former player, I'm a, I'm a firm believer in cannabis, cannabis as far as getting people removed off opiates, anxiety meds. And so just from a you know, personal experience, I know the power this has and being able to translate that into my job as far as the stock market and following those type of stocks. I just think it's a, a little hidden gem of an industry and I can't wait to explore it with y'all. And at the end of the day, it's all about just educating, letting people know like, yeah, it's kind of a, been a taboo industry for a while, but the actual product of cannabis, THC, CBD has a lot of useful things in our, in our world and our society that can really benefit people. And the more we educate, the more people will be open to it, uh, the more laws will relax. It's a lot what I'm going to talk about is kind of legislation stuff that I've been following, um, especially whether it's here in Ohio, across, across, the, globe, <laughs> across the globe, here in the United States, um, you know, tracking all of that, just keeping people informed that um, as this process of cannabis gets legalized, recreationalized, it's not some devil's lettuce that we were smoking in the early 1900s. This stuff actually helps people with a lot of issues, um, helps athletes, helps people who are sick. Um, and you know what, as, as far, even if people have a vice they need, it's a lot better than just alcohol and tobacco, in, in my opinion. And so just putting it on that type of level, um, I think, you know, just educating the people on it and, hey, this isn't the, the some crazy plant we're talking about. It's, it's a really great plant that's going to, I think, change our lives as we get older um, over the next 30, 40 decades, not 30, 40 decades, 30, 40 years, decades, you know, in our 60s, 70s, us even thinking about weed being illegal back in our 30s, we're going to think that was crazy. Um, and so just kind of guiding people through all that and what they can expect. That's what I'm going to be here for. And that's the show for this week, folks. Thank you so much for tuning in. We really appreciate it. Hey, don't forget to uh, check out the affiliate links in the show notes. Uh, we'll also have some other useful resources there as well. Uh, but again, we just wanted to bring you a show this week to uh, introduce to you the concept of the show. You know, again, it will be crypto, cannabis, and culture brought to you as a news report where we'll have crypto, our weather report, cannabis, our traffic report, and the anything goes culture report. You know, again, I'm your host, Jeff Shugarts. We're a semi-live podcast, stash it or pass it podcast, recording on Thursdays, dropping on Fridays. We'll be bringing you uh, expert insiders on uh, all things crypto, cannabis, and culture. So strap up and let's have some fun. We'll see you next Friday. Thank you. And as always, my friends, don't forget to stash it.